yourself. Hey, everybody. It's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me, as always, is the platypus to my lion, Bradford Oman. Hey, that's me. I got a duck bill, and I'm pretty cool. That's that's it? Yeah. No voice? What? Well, I, I, hey, it's me, a platypus. That's, that's your sick Rick voice. We all know that. Oh, hey, it's me, a platypus. Well, now that's your Biden. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> and uh, filling in for the uh, vacationing Nate Laux is the tiger to my lion, Alex Pappas. I am not a pastor. <laughs> he is not a pastor, ladies and gentlemen, but he's a good friend, friend of the pod, Alex Pappas. Happy to be here. Thanks. And he's got some fierce stripes. Because he's a tiger. Yeah. Yeah. That's Rawr. how it works. Yeah. Uh, just this is great already. And you're cowardly. I'm not. Ca- I am a. I am a king of the jungle. You're a lion. You're that kind of lion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, I'm like the Mufasa. You were the cowardly lion from Wizard of Oz. I'm the Mufasa. He dies. He's not dead. He didn't die. You know. You know. You know. Is this another movie you're watching in parts? Because let me tell you, <laughs> you are in for the Dang. the bad part. Dang it! It's coming down the pi- pipes. I w- I thought that Scar was a good guy. Speaking of coming down the pipes, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Here it comes, folks. We're not even talking about that trailer. I know. I haven't Wait, even seen it yet. I didn't watch that trailer. I haven't even seen it yet. Ugh. Do you have a sponsor? You I've a heard, sponsor? Did you bring a... Oh, did you forget a sponsor? <gasps> oh, did I forget a sponsor? <laughs> did you see me walk in with a bag of M&M's? Oh, God. <laughs> okay, by, by the way, this isn't a purchased bag of M&M's. No, no, no. This is a Ziploc bag full of M&M's. First of all, I'm not eating out of this no, Ziploc bag. No, first no. of all... It was a purchased bag of M nope, Ms. I don't believe you. However, what the for whatever reason, the company that manufactured the resealable bag didn't want me to <sighs> open it because when I opened it, it just fucking ripped and no. I could not reseal it. So no. I so I put it in this night neat Ziploc bag. But it also I works can't. to preserve the mystery <laughs> of the M Ms flavor that we are trying today, folks. Oh. Hobo Steve. So today's sponsor is Hobo Steve. Don't ever chocolate shell candies. Don't ever accept. Candy from a man ben, that has it in a plastic here you go. bag. You hear that? You hear that? Yeah. It's a plastic oh. bag of M&M's. Go ahead and get some out of there. Oh, Put it in your God. little paw, your little lion cub paw. I'm a man lion. No, you are a boy lion. You are a cub. You are young it's and, so chewy. and inexperienced. It's so chewy. This is not supposed to be so chewy. <laughs> Both of you made the weirdest face just because it's a chewy candy. But it's it's like, no, it's not supposed to be chewy. That just means you haven't had... This particular M&M no. or the, pr- the its predecessor. It's caramel. It's ca- Co- coffee? So, so, yeah, so so there it was a caramel M&M before this. This one is caramel cold brew oh, M&Ms. Oh, oh, no brew. No, no, mm. no, no. This I mean, is like when you have Sprite and then you go to drink it and you accidentally get, you like you drink Dr. Pepper. Do you think you're going to have Sprite? That's what this was. Like it's it's just completely unnerving because it's shelled I think like I think that's your like, fault for anticipating the M and M to be exactly, you know, like a regular M M&M. and M. I mean, it's hard not to. It's a thick candy shell. Sure, but different flavors have different textures and they, they're they're different, so I don't like this at all. It it tasted good and had I known it was gonna be chewy, it probably wouldn't Yeah, no, admittedly, yeah. even when I kn- knowing what it was and I tried it, I was surprised by how chewy it was because the caramel is very chewy yeah. in in the candy. But the flavor is solid. It, the the cold brew coffee isn't overwhelming. It's 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 subtle and it goes well with the caramel. I was really worried that it was toffee at the, like they had decided that they were They gonna, do have they, a toffee crunch M&M. Like, taffy and toffee inside of my M&Ms. Taffy and, M&Ms. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's no, that I don't terrifying. want that. I just want you to know too uh Papa's got his own sponsor that uh, that he brought because uh it's what, what? it's just, cracking. You're just cracking beers over there. No, no, this isn't a beer. This is a uh, hard Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh my god! Live Wire Hard Mountain Dew. Because the only way I like my Mountain Dew is hard as a rock. 
And this is a big, thick can of hard Mountain Dew. So let me just take a second. Oh, God. I hate it when you write in the mic. It's mm, just not it is good. Mind. Alcoholic Mountain Dew. It's it's okay. <laughs> no, these are the, they just came out with a new flavor. I actually, they came out with four flavors last year. This year they came out with the Livewire one. But the, the problem, at least when the flavor is concerned, is <laughs> the problem. these are zero sugar, so they don't taste nearly as good. It's not a problem. It's as, good for you. No, no, it's, it's good, but the flavor isn't nearly as good as regular Mountain Dew. Just been, go, just go regular Mountain Dew. I've been cutting back on the sugar anyway, so. Yeah. But yep. this is this is for Papa to get a little buzz on. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It is a mighty can. It is. As this well. is that is. If there's if this that's like a honking can. If yeah. you want a can to represent hard Mountain Dew, you want a big thick can like this. That's true. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, I, that's I feel represented. Yeah. Very well. This is uh yeah this is this is a good good can. Well, looking forward to the slurred speech that comes about halfway through the show. Uh, this is a movie podcast. Where yeah, we like to talk about movies, uh, some some trailers, the the last movies we've seen. Uh, we we have some some jokes, some some no. chuckles, some yucks, if you will. Sometimes we call this the chuckle hut. Well, okay, uh, this is why I miss Nate. He keeps us right on track, and Wait. we would we'd already be having a better episode if, if Nate. Oh, was, am I supposed was, to be keeping uh, you on track? No, no, no. This is not. This is like having a guest, but then not having Nate. And Nate is the one that just keeps us on track. He he does. Brad doesn't do nearly this silly shit that he's doing right now. Where I don't, I don't know. Uh, this is the Snicker Yurt. <laughs> uh, the, the you know what? If Nate was here, he would have brought a bag of, of actual product. The chortle, of, the chortle tent. Some Ziploc baggie full. The of, laugh log cabin. Oh God, I hate you. Anyway, uh, go flicks yourself as a movie podcast. So Ben, what's the last movie you saw? Uh, the last movie that I saw was uh, Going the Distance. Oh. That was a movie assigned to me by my friend Brad Omen. That's me. Yeah. And uh, it stars Justin Long and Drew Barrymore. It's from 2010. It also has Charlie Day and Jason Sudeikis oh. in, in the movie. And it's it's very clever. And it's very, very good. And they don't make movies like that anymore. What's it about? Uh, it is a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Starring Justin Long mm-hmm. and Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it is a you know long distance relationship uh, romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Two people that are not looking for a relationship end up in one, yeah. and uh, they fight for the relationship. And it's all the foibles and fun stuff with the long distance relationship and the bad parts. And then of course the Charlie Day and uh, Jason Sudeikis uh, serve as the comic fodder, and they do a good job. Yeah. Uh, that that Christina Applegate and Jim Gaffigan are funny too. Oh yeah, they're great too. They play uh, Christina Applegate plays, plays Drew Barrymore's sister, and uh, and Jim Gaffigan is uh, the brother in law. And there's some really outrageous fun moments in mm-hmm. that in that uh, in that little uh, ensemble. I love this movie. This is one of it's my. It's great. It really is. It's one of my favorite romantic comedies. It is. It's every bit as hilarious as your uh, average R-rated comedy, but it's got some genuine charm to it, and you can sense the real chemistry between Justin Long and Drew Barrymore. They started dating because of this movie, and you really feel that in in their characters. I didn't know that. Yeah, I really, yeah. I really like it. Have you seen it, Alex? Uh, I actually I don't think I have, which is weird because I also enjoy romantic comedies with those people in them yeah uh, drew, drew barrymore flew beneath my radar was, uh, is, is very attractive in this movie she really is and i don't find her necessarily she's not really my cup of tea mm-hmm. uh, most of it, but i i will admit like i was very uh, oh no drew barrymore's looking good here mm-hmm. i think that uh, i i'm we're from the age where she was on uh letterman and she did the dance on the desk and that like that made her attractive to me, I think, <laughs> beyond where I would probably, like, again, like, much like you're, like, not my type, right? Like, you know? But, but like, I remember wild girl Drew Barrymore 
And I was like, yeah, okay. A little a little crazy can can get you there. That's I think. true. That's true. So yeah, I caught some of that that period when she was like kind of made out to be a, a sex symbol, you know, poison ivy or. Yeah, she she was in one of those. Yeah, and something then, like that. And then she she has that small role in Batman oh, Forever, yeah. where she's basically wearing lingerie. Yeah. And then, yep. uh, Wayne's World Two, she has a cameo where she she's also made to be like a sexy secretary. So like, yeah, there was a time when she was like re- really like one of those kinds of uh, actresses where like just a total you know uh, dish, if you will. <laughs> dish. <laughs> uh, but so you like to go in the distance. I did. I really did enjoy it. I would watch a lot more movies like that. That's good. And did you watch anything else? Uh, yeah, I watched. Uh, Creed three. Oh, I watched huh? Creed three. Creed the third. Creed the third, <laughs> like much like Shrek the third. Yeah, Creed triple I. Uh, yeah, it's a very well done movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought that the action scenes, the boxing scenes, were fantastic. The, sh- I think that Michael B. Jordan does a great job directing here. Uh, the thing that I think I like the most about the movie is how much, and we said this in the trailer, how much of a Rocky movie this feels like. Mm-hmm. It really fits into the narrative and the structure of the entirety of the Rocky series. It's, you know, the friend from the past coming back, and is it good or bad? And, of course, he's got to fight him, blah, blah, blah. They've got great montage scenes in there. I mean, it really does its job. Yeah. It's a good one. Solid. And I like that. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't remember if I mentioned this when I talked about having seen Creed 3 a while back, but I like that they don't shy away from uh, making Creed not to be a straight up hero in right. this one because he, he ends up being kind of a douchebag and he's making, a bit of a dick making some you know uh, unfortunate decisions that and saying some shit saying some weird shit to yeah. his wife yeah yeah he turn, turns into a bit of a prick in this one uh there's there's obviously some redemption there but uh yeah was it a little weird uh considering the the jonathan majors of it all now with uh with <laughs> not being clear what's going on there yeah i mean it's still too early to tell what the hell's going to happen with that. Yeah. So I wasn't, I honestly wasn't really thinking too much about that. Yeah. Um, that kind of hit the radar of the news cycle and then it fell right off. Yeah. And so I think if it was more pervasive in my, in my, uh, social media feeds and things like that, I probably would have thought about it more. Um, but then after just reflecting when you asked me that question off the podcast and I was like, Oh shit. I, yeah. I kind of forgot that he was a, well, made it easy to yeah. I guess it did make it all easier. <laughs> Beat his ass, Creed. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a, a a troubling situation, especially because after the for those of you who haven't heard, there is uh, allegations uh, that there was an altercation between my um, Jonathan Majors and his girlfriend at a bar, and that that he might have gotten physical with her. And after that, there was like some rumblings of like him having some serious like uh, abusive, you know, and anger control issues, and that it's just now coming out but now and then they the the lawyers were all talking about like they're being like we have you know pl- evidence that will exonerate him and that kind of thing but like that hasn't really come out yeah and then, and the text that came out just made it seem Ooh. like the girlfriend was just backing down from it Dude, and it's the, just the, like Oof, i don't know about this like down in the majors legal team was like that's something we should release yeah what it's so it looks so victim it's still it's it, like she's definitely a victim like yeah that's a cry for help yeah text. it's uh yeah, it's it's a bit weird so i don't know it's uh if there's a, a problem there, I hope that he can get some help and, you know, and hopefully we'll face the consequences if it turns out that there's there's a bigger problem there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I, I like him as an actor. Uh, and then he, if this is even remotely true, it's like, OK, well, that, bye. Yeah, I don't need I don't need to watch anymore. Yeah. Something. Sorry, Kang. Yeah, there's yeah. tons of Kangs. Like they made a whole point about how. There's plenty of Kangs yeah, to choose plenty of from. Kangs in the so scene. if you can pick a new Kang at any moment in time, it'll be fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kang of the Jungle. Yeah, that's true. Kang Kong. But this might just turn out to be just a minor incident instead of a major's problem. Kang Ralph. Oh, boy. 
I'd watch King Ralph. Did you hear his pun? I did. It was for and you. Then, oh, yeah. I'm laying down on a couch. I know. So, yes, you are. Like, I don't know what you're. Well, it's a futon. Uh, I am laying down on a futon. Let's not, let's the not, podcast studio futon. <laughs> let's not misclassify here. You pull out all the futons. Yeah, because they turn into beds. See? I did it. Alex, what's the last movie you saw? <laughs> uh, the last movie I saw was Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves Oh, in the theater. And did oh, you that's find one there... I'll never, I'm never going to remember the after the colon on that one. You're going to you... get me every single time. <laughs> I'm really like, um, um, uh, uh, thieving with honor. Dungeons and Dragons, uh, new and collected. <laughs> it's Dungeons and Dragons hat. And oh, there you then go. You're just ready to rock and roll. Thank you. Thank you. you uh, did you find hat. there to be honor among thieves? Uh, yeah, it seemed it was it was pretty honorable. Yeah. First, it was very honorable because at the beginning, all of the actors thanked me for watching the movie in the <laughs> theater. That is true. And oh, they that, did one of those promos? Yeah. That has thank happened you. to me like three not, times not now. Not only did they thank you, but I think they said, you guys are the real heroes. Yeah, I was oh the hero. God. I hadn't been the hero since 2020 when I was getting takeout food. So that felt really good for me. And I feel like more movies should thank me directly like that yeah. before the movie starts. Uh, no, I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, what, I played Dungeons & Dragons with both of you. Yes. So, and uh, you you play a lot more frequently. I than do play do. a lot more frequently. I, I filled in one time, and I was not very good at it. You're a big D and D player. It was, and it was fun, though. We had fun. That's what. Then you were time. very good at it because that's all that really matters. It was so fun. So, but uh, yeah, no, I found it to be uh, very enjoyable. Uh, I saw it with uh, my middle son, who's giving a thumbs up about it as well. Um, I was interested to see it. Obviously, I'm a big Dungeons and Dragons guy, as you said. I do. I play it pretty consistently. About uh, probably like close to 25, 26 hours a month, I would say, which was probably a lot of time to spend on pen and paper pretend games with my <laughs> friends. Uh, but, you know, and yeah, the movie did a really good job. I mean, I think that I was interested to go into it to see what was going to feel like fan service, right? Because like Jedi aren't fan service in Star Wars. They just exist in that world. And like the D and D world is mini is really crazy difficult to describe. Like there are these monsters, and like you know, like oh that's a displacer beast, that's a gelatinous cube. I know what those are, but like that's not fan service. Those have to be there for the world to it's exist. In the movie, yeah. right? Like those. That's that's world building. And I found really interestingly that the fan service was, at least for me, it felt like it was written by people who really did play the game like the paladin taking himself way more seriously than the rest of the party <laughs> uh the the cons the consistent uh we like the macguffin chase and how the macguffins always one up each other we need you need this but before you can get this you have to get that and before you get that you have to go there and talk to that guy um and then maybe the one that was the best at least in terms of like dungeons and dragons nerd fan service was how the names were very close to real people names, but not. There's like a bird guy named Jornathan and... Uh, Clarf. Yeah, and like one of them's named like Dork, but like spelled wrong, right? And like those things are very... Those That's what D&D is. D&D is a bird man named Jornathan and, and one guy coming to the table who wants to play a really grim and serious guy and everyone else is... Chris Pining with the Mar Marvel jokes. And so, like, that to me felt very, like, okay, these are people who have done this not because they can, you know, accurately describe a rust monster or because they can list off a bunch of lore about the Wizards of Thay, but, like, they've done this because they've clearly been around a bunch of goofy morons playing this goofy moron game and have taken that 
and brought it to the to Dungeons the, to the and Dragons goofy moron game. They even That's have a character sequel. a character in there named uh, Sven Bonowitz who sells <laughs> butters, <laughs> sells different flavored butters to the people. All sorts of seamless butters. Yeah, he's just churning every day. He's churning. I can't believe it's not seamless butter. Churning <laughs> I can't butter. Can't believe it's not seamless butter. <laughs> but yes, I really did like it. I think that anyone uh, would like it who enjoys action comedies. I don't think that you have to have any experience with Dungeons and Dragons to enjoy this yeah. at all. Yeah, Nate and I told Ben that, and he still doesn't believe us, and he's still being... Uh, I know. I said I was going to go see it now. But you haven't seen it yet, have you? No, because I wanted to see Creed 3. Okay, but well, there was other days. No, Creed... no there aren't. No. Creed, there's two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Creed 3 is not a 48-hour movie. <sighs> We've been over this. Can I talk to you over here real quick? Go ahead. So listen, we're Alex on the I show. don't care. No, no, you, Alex these are excuses. Alex is on the show. You know, we're trying to... Like, I want to have him back. You know, Nate's not here. You can fill in. Alex, probably. can I talk to you over here for a second? Yeah. Can you believe this bullshit that I have to put up with when Nate's not here? At least he watched all of Creed 3 at one time. I mean, I guess that's true. Yeah, wait, wait, hold on. Did you? Yeah, that's true, actually. Well, I'm not... I'm did, not... I, I, I wasn't part of that conversation. Did you, you watch you, Creed? You said that you wanted to talk to him over there. You, I couldn't hear you. Did you watch Creed 3 in one sitting? Too. Son oh, of a right. bitch! Why did you guys talk about that? Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. It's not. It's not for you. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, uh, uh, just real quick, Alex, can I talk to you here? Uh, yeah, let's, yeah. Um, do you want to just replace Brad when Nate comes back? I mean, hey, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> replacing you oh. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched anything else, Alex? It doesn't work if you tell uh, me. I know. I know. Uh, what movie wise? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think that I have watched any more movies recently. Have you watched anything else? Uh, I actually that's not true. I watched uh Riddick, not, oh, okay. Not Chronicles of the the third, but the third just titular Riddick. Yeah, uh, which I had seen I think probably two two times prior a long time ago, but is on Netflix again. And boy, Hardy does that just get me really excited for more Riddick. Did you say boy Hardy? I sure did. Okay, it's, it's boy Howdy. It, well, sometimes it, I'm I'm more literate. So it's boy Hardy. Like well, if we were Hardy boy, yeah. But see, if you were talking about like a murder mystery or something like that, I would <laughs> I would have been okay with that. Well, that's what the fourth Riddick film is going to be. Otherwise, it sounds like you're just excited about having Hardys. Is that some kind of candy you're going to force us to eat? No, Hardys is a fast food chain with over oh, a thousand Hardee's. locations worldwide. Yeah. Carl's <laughs> Jr. With over fourteen <laughs> locations <laughs> worldwide. Some might know it as Carl's Jr. Yeah, it's the, there's a there's a. A, an east-west divide where Hardy's becomes Carl's Jr. Yeah, exactly. Hardy's is the Bloods and <laughs> Carl's Jr. is the Crips. It's like the checkers and rally situation. It's exactly the checkers yeah. and rally situation. It's like Popeye's and McDonald's. Mm. Is it not? There's got to be a movie in the story behind the rally, rally's checkers situation. Oh, that's, yeah. There and like whatever happened to Carl's Jr., Carl Sr., like there has to be drama there. Yeah. I hope so. I would love to see it. Speaking of which, I did watch a movie that uh, has equally as potentially silly of drama, and that's Tetris, uh, which is available on Apple TV Plus now. And you know what? It's actually a surprisingly good movie. Uh, it's the kind of thing where like you don't think that a movie about them you know, making Tetris is going to be all that thrilling, but if the story in this movie is true, it is a bonkers fucking story behind how tetris got turned into this popular video game that involves the ussr and the kgb and very clear and obvious threats from the russian government and shady dealings and would you say it was a clear and present danger uh yeah i would say so okay yeah i would say that and i I would say that there was probably uh you know a sum of all fears so would you say that tetris is you know, because it kind of went to America, is it more of like a Patriot game? Mm, probably. 
Okay. So did you watch Air Tom Force Clancy's One. Tetris? <laughs> it does feel like it. <laughs> it's 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 a very serious thing. Like it it is it is very much a a tense thriller. It's like it's got a little bit of social network, but it's got a lot of intrigue in it. It's really it's was I was really surprised by just how serious it is. And we talked about this when we watched the trailer. There's some video game flourishes in the trailer, and I wasn't too sure if that was just stylized for the trailer or if it's in the movie. It's in the movie. And it doesn't always work. They, <laughs> they, the when it works its best, it's when they use it as like uh, chapter bumpers or like for establishing shots of locations that like uh, go from eight bit or sixteen bit and turn into the real life, you know, imagery. But in the final act, they use video game graphics during a chase sequence, and it's Ooh. like mm, this is too much, guys. You didn't need to do this. This is, uh, you know, uh, unnecessary. How much full frontal male nudity? Oh, zero. Oh, okay. Well, I guess maybe I'll check it out. However, okay. to compensate for it, every time you see a four-block line in Tetris, it is a penis. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. And it is it is a, as thick as a hard Mountain Dew can. <laughs> I, was, I knew, somehow I fucking knew that you were going to bring up that stupid can in reference to a penis. I was so surprised you didn't do it when you had it in your hand. Here's the thing. You're the one who brought in full frontal male nudity for no reason whatsoever into a discussion about Tetris. You look like you wanted me to bring it up. Brad was just waiting for all the pieces to fit. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you watch, buddy? Uh, I also watched... Oh, you'll be happy about this. Uh, I think you know that I haven't seen this, and I'm surprised you hadn't ever assigned it to me before, and now you don't have to. Uh, I watched The Burbs. Oh, that, no, oh, what? We, so we had had this conversation previously on the podcast where we said, oh my God, we're going to... Nate and I both said, oh, we're gonna, we're definitely going to... Uh, I think I was on that podcast because I watched The Burbs. Yeah. Did you watch The Burbs? Well, I, I think like the last previously. time I was on, I talked about how I had watched the And then you probably oh. said, oh, I've never seen that. And we yeah. were like, oh, what? That's going to be the movie we assigned to you. Yeah, I decided to watch it because it was great. It was pretty short. You know, it's I don't know if it's great. It's um, I, I, it's 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 a weird one. It's great. Uh, they wouldn't, I don't think they would ever make this movie no. today. No, 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 no. It is it is such an oddball thing. Uh, everyone is great in it. You know, I mean, you've, you've got Bruce Dern. I mean, the uh, chewing of the scenery by all the characters is, is why the movie is so good. Yeah, I mean, you've got, you've got Carrie Fisher, you know, you've got Tom Hanks, who I, I love seeing Tom Hanks in roles like this. My favorite person in this movie, though, by far, is, and I have to get his name. Hold Corey on Feldman. Thing. Well, Corey Feldman. I sh- actually, I have a funny thing about Corey Hard Feldman second. that I'll tell you here in a second. What's the name of the guy who plays the the friend? Where is it at? Oh, uh, Rick, Rick Ducumin. Oh, the the cross the street guy or yeah. the best friend guy? Yeah, yeah. The, the best the slubby yeah, best the, friend that gets yeah, the, up on the pole and shocks. Exactly, himself. yeah. The, yeah. Loud, the loud neighbor. Yeah, he's he, great. He's great in everything. He's a, he's a great supporting character, comedic actor. He's really funny in this. Um, but but yeah, it's just it's I honestly I'm kind of surprised they haven't remade this. And there are movies that have come close to like. I like t- how you said this movie could not be made today. <laughs> and <then> no, no, <laughs> not not in the way that they do it now. Sure, no, but I, I could see them remaking this with in like a, mu- a much more high concept way. Um, they ha- kind of have with the watch. The watch kind of has that vibe, but it veers more into like actual sci-fi territory than than this does. Um, but but yeah, this is just a quirky, uh, very very weird, uh, dark comedy, and I, I liked it. I didn't love it. Uh, one one thing I was shocked by, and I couldn't find anything about this, and I I want to see if I can find anything about it. Uh, do you remember the opening shot of this movie? Uh, I mean, I'd have to see it again. It's a, it's not a sky shot. It is. Yeah. It starts off with the Universal logo, and then it turns into a like a a little bit more of a cartoony globe. And the camera starts moving into the globe, and in a seamless single take, it goes it th- into the globe, and there are no clear 
like fades or transitions it just keeps getting closer and closer to like the the continents and the land so that you can keep seeing detail it's like if you were to oh that's right yeah yeah. it's yeah. like if you were to do a the google earth yeah it zooms yeah. in and it's so clean cut and crisp and i have no idea how they did it obviously when it gets to the end and you see the houses they're they're models uh but they look really good but i just don't know how they did all of the transitional shots leading up to it because it is done in such a way that it looks like they actually just had a real satellite camera go from space and into the thing. It's it's really well done. And I was I was surprised of, by that. It was a very seamless butter transition. Oh yeah. my. We got a theme for this episode. Was it, that joke like was it. marginal. No. Uh, okay. I think you need to parquet yourself over there for a second <laughs> and just chill. You know what? Spread them. Lemelics. <laughs> I think that butter pads. I think that the burbs <laughs> butter pads suffers from that. Uh, uh, suffers from the uh, there's there's enough media now that it's hard to explain what what was about it then that like like uh, the burbs was weird and dark and comedic and had and was like for adults. Yeah. Uh, and. There, there's not a ton of media like that when the burbs comes out, whereas now uh, we can all be, you know, kind of fed the material that we want to have, and so like you could, you could be, you know, you finished up watching Wednesday, you know, last month, like you can get dark, weird, for adults or you know, quasi humorous at a lot more places now. So like, you like the burbs, you didn't love it when Ben and I both like jumped out of our seats, like you finally watched the burbs. I think it was, I think that's definitely like the time that it was in. I don't know if I entirely agree with it being an anomaly because it came out in 89 and the 80s are kind of chock full of a lot of weird dark yeah, no, comedy yeah. comedy movies because yeah. especially from Joe Dante he he directed this and you know he did he did Gremlins and, yeah. and that kind of thing um but it's it it is like a, a kind of movie that they don't make often very more cuz especially because I feel like if they're doing something that is strictly for adults it's not quite as accessible as as right. this and this feels like because it's it, it was PG even in 1989, you know, and there's not anything particularly gruesome you, or yeah. terrifying about it. Yeah. It's just it's the it's the this kind of uh, suspenseful, honestly, just very suspenseful. Yeah. Like, are the Klopex killers or am I going crazy? Yeah. And everybody in his life is on one side of that fence or the other. There is nobody with. And it's very much it's I, I part of me wish that they hadn't spelled it out so clearly, but they probably had to at the time. Because you you get the idea that like the people who are suspecting their neighbors of being killers and being nosy and that kind of thing in the suburbs because they have nothing better to do except you know live this happy blissfully ignorant life in right. the suburbs, yep. and that's the whole the whole point of it you know. And obviously this spin that like oh no wait they actually are psychopaths. Um, and I, but I wish they didn't have to be so uh so in your face about like we're we're the fucked up ones. It's like yeah yeah we we know and like. That's what like that time you know was about because people in the suburbs fucking sucked. <laughs> I I mean it was that movie. I remember watching that when probably when it came out because uh, it was I was probably eight years old when yeah. I saw mm -hmm. that like with my parents when it came out for rent and because it was rated PG yeah and so it blew me away when I was a kid right I, and I, but I think it's so there's a lot of nostalgia probably for me yeah you know, and why I got such a reverence for it but again uh, Edward Scissorhands. Uh, yeah, uh, Beetlejuice, uh, the Adams Family, absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. all that stuff. The kind of macabre. they re really skewered like the yuppies with like dark comedy and like I like all those oddities. Uh, yeah, I think all those are great movies. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. Uh, I also I went to the, the theaters today uh, to see a movie. Yeah, I know you're you a hero. Me, you called me when I was at work. I've been. What'd you say? I said you're a hero. Hey, thanks. Did they call you a hero? No, this one. Did Adam a- Driver say like, "Oh, Brad, you're a hero." Oh, that's interesting. That sounded that something was off about that. Like you were like an older man. I'm acting. My name is Adam Driver. That's closer. I like that one. That was that's pretty good. good. That's a good one. You're yeah. a hero. Okay. I appreciate that, Adam. Thank you. You're welcome. No, he didn't tell me that. Um, but I saw 65, in case you didn't guess already. I've been putting this off for a long time and meaning, <laughs> meaning to see it. Uh, and it's it's a good sci-fi adventure movie. The critics weren't too high on it. It's got something like a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. It's it's a simple sci-fi adventure. There's nothing you know super special about it. But it's solid. And I feel like it's the kind of movie that you could take your kids who are like 10, 11, or 12 to, and they would like really get a kick out of it. Uh, it's from the guys who wrote A Quiet Place. They, they directed it. They wrote it. And it has that vibe of being a quiet place in a way, but just set 65 million years ago, and there's dinosaurs instead of, you know, sound creatures. And it's I, I enjoyed it. I thought it. I thought it was a fun time. Okay. I would, I, would, I would recommend people see it. It looked like it took itself too seriously. Does it take itself too seriously? In what way? I mean, well, first of all, it always kind of feels like Adam Driver's taking himself too seriously, but I, I that's think, removed from. I mean, this I don't equation. think he takes himself too seriously. I think he takes himself seriously enough. Like he's, he's was it fun? Yeah, is it a fun movie. It's yeah, it's it's a it's a suspenseful fun ad- adventure. Like okay. it, it's it it takes itself seriously in the sense that like it's um you know like it's not goofy, but there are moments of levity because of the dynamic between Adam Driver and the the young I, girl in it. I guess when you mentioned the quiet places, that it, that's the vibe that I got from the trailer, and like, I like I don't know, like as far uh, as far as the suspense and tension and stuff like that is yeah. concerned, but like it's not tr- it's not necessarily you know you know trying to be like an oscar movie or something yeah. like well, that well that i mean yeah i guess that makes sense yeah they call it 35 with the right in the middle score <laughs> you show some fucking respect right? <laughs> <laughs> you put some respect on he was that, in the military uh so i was also assigned he was a hero i was assigned a movie that's true he's from maryville did you know that or not maryville mishawaka no, he Sorry. went to Penn or something didn't he something like that he went to Penn. put your head out of your ass put, put your head in my ass whoa yeah earmuffs listener <laughs> um, <laughs> you also assigned me a movie. I did. Yeah, I forgot. I did yeah. give you a movie. You did. Uh, I had a good variety of movies that I watched <laughs> this week, and this this one uh, this, de- was not this was not one of the better ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben uh, Ben gave me the Replacement Killers, which is uh, directed by Antoine Fuqua of all people, uh, who has directed some good movies. Ben, I think some movies that that you enjoy, even though you didn't realize that this was directed yeah, by Antoine honestly. Fuqua. <laughs> um, and so, for those of you who don't know, this is a movie from 1998. Uh, and it's uh, Chow Yun Fat as an assassin, and Mira Sorvino as like a, a forger of documents, and she gets uh, stuck with him because they get caught up uh, being uh, chased down by this uh, Asian mob boss who hired Chow Yun Fat to kill someone who was responsible for a cop who was responsible for killing his son. But because he feels bad because the cop has a a young son and doesn't want to do the job, he ends up getting. Uh, chased down and it turns into a whole action thing and this is like this is one of the most straightforward simple action movies that i have seen ever like just a basic oh this guy messed up and he uh, pissed his boss off and now he's getting chased down guns guns bang bang run run um and it's it's that's not- actually what they called it guns gun bang bang run run, run, run yeah um it's uh it's not great <laughs> it's uh it's one of those things where it kind of suffers from the fact that it was made during a time when 
people were studios were clearly trying to capitalize on the fact that Jackie Chan was very popular uh, because of the the rise of popularity in his Rumble movies. Rumble in the Bronx came out in 1996. Uh-huh. Rush Hour was a, was a big thing, and uh, Chow Yun Fat, in his own right, was a very big uh, movie star when it came to action. But in 1998, we're not getting you know prime Chow Yun Fat, and Chow Yun Fat is necessarily quite as skilled or exciting to watch as Jackie Chan. Uh, and when you pair him with Mira Sorvino, uh, it's kind of like, um, you know, uh, putting uh, paper on popcorn. And uh, it just doesn't taste good. <laughs> paper on popcorn. <laughs> Heard it here first, folks. Uh, I don't I don't really like Mira Sorvino. She's pretty plain in this. Wait, would you, like, do you shred the paper like confetti and put it on the popcorn? It's up to you. Do you, you put the popcorn in the paper and then, like, make it a ball and then take a bite out of it? I'm not eating it, so it's up to you. I'd do the first one. Probably confetti. Yeah. Yeah, like sh- paper shreds. The second one's going to be a whole mess. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so this uh, it was not great. The one thing I will say, though, is if I were you know an executive who had seen this movie, I would definitely be interested in Antoine Fuqua as a filmmaker because he did make some really interesting choices as far as like shot composition and how he shot some of the action and that kind of thing. You can you can see some, some potential there. Um, but otherwise, it's just like... Okay, Meh. whatever. But yeah, but you know, at least this uh, allowed him to go on and to do Training Day and you know the the Equalizer and that kind of stuff. I so. like the Equalizer. Yeah, the Equalizer is is solid. But yeah, so replacement you killers. You know what's not solid? Tell me. The Equalizer two. Yes, that's true. It's not very good. It's a big step that? down. Yeah, they, they did. Know they did that. They yeah. did do that. It was uh, Denzel Washington's first sequel that he has ever been in, and he learned his lesson. I think they're spo- still. Uh, they're I, doing I a third one. Yeah, they're supposed to do the three equalizer, and <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Um, but yeah, did you? Uh, oh, are you going to start giving me good movies? You know what? I've given you a couple good movies. When's I- the, what's the last one you gave me that you really really believed in? The Hunted. How long ago was that? <laughs> Like six weeks ago, pretty sure it was like last year. No, 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 it's like six weeks ago. Mm. Yeah, nah, I don't believe no. that. I, I'm still voting that we all watch the monsters together, but Brad and Nate really don't want to do that. I mean, I, is it like a hate watch thing? I don't think it's gonna be a hate watch. I think it's gonna be a, not a terrible movie. I feel like it's gonna be a You're hate full watch, shit. You're <laughs> but, <so> full <laughs> shit. but you could totally make you know like some interesting content out of that but like you'd have to commit to the bit i want to watch the monsters <laughs> i don't know why but uh, you can't like you can't do it on your own i don't know you no, need no. you I need have, to have this yes. like no guys i have to watch I, the monsters I feel like for my like, podcast i'm over here going like this kool-aid's pretty good <laughs> and if nate and brad would just sip a little bit of it with me we would all go down in history <laughs> come on brad I would think that Netflix is only like a couple of years away from like a live action Hotel Transylvania anyways. So like they have to finish off that Adam Sandler contract. So I would just hold out for that. Instead of the live action action monsters. Yeah, you're probably right about that. uh, If you if you could uh, go that way. I uh, I have. Did you pick the replacement killers? Just because he had never seen it, or so did you have like this, some... we've got this enormous list, right? Yeah, that we go through, and I will just randomly scroll to the middle of it sometimes instead of starting at A because I don't want to just like, oh, here's another A movie, that, yep. <laughs> you know. So I just I remember just randomly going to the R's, and that was the first one that popped out. Like, oh wow, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. And then I actually did give him a couple other options, like th- with killer in the title, <laughs> like Hunter Killer, yeah. which <laughs> and the Lady Killers, and the Lady Killers, which honestly. I would have either either any, any of those three. The Lady Killers because the Lady Killers is yeah. a, a stupid bad movie. Yeah, it's one of Tom Hanks's weirdest worst performances. 
Uh, but I, I, I am curious what you would think of that movie. And it's, but it's a bad movie on purpose. Like I, I don't, I would never. You think the Lady Killers one. is a bad movie on purpose? No, no. Like I would pre-purposely giving you a bad. Oh, movie. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and I, w- I really wasn't trying to do that. I just remember the replacement killers being like, I was probably seventeen. Oh, it's you know, on Showtime so, so yeah, much. You know, I probably just was like, oh, I like that one. That was my listening m- to Evanescence. My nostalgic yeah. memory. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and Creed. Creed. Some ICP. Three Doors Down. I listen to ICP back in the day. Just really rocking it. I did I say that. I've I, seen pictures. I, you used to dye your goatee. I own the I so. own the Great Malenko. Yeah, that's the one to own. Yeah, if you're gonna own it, <laughs> that's the one to own. <laughs> if you're gonna tell anybody you own an ICP album, that's the one it you want to. It yeah. would be so weird if it was like the you know like the a, a deep cut yeah. B side album called like Clown Farts or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's the one I own. It's two fans only. <laughs> I think that uh, you'd be like a, a a cream soda fago guy. Why do you say, do I look like a cream? Do I, first of all, do I look like a fago guy in the first place? You don't want me to answer that. Oh my god, <laughs> terrible! Xander, are you excited about Fago? Uh, yeah, actually, he just had cotton candy Fago for the first time. We're talking about my son who's uh, in the studio. Yeah, uh, he just had cotton candy Fago for the first time yesterday, and yeah, it like blew it changed his, mind. his whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> yeah, Ben, I think you're a cream soda Fago guy. I don't. I'm not a Fago guy at all. Mm. I've literally never had a Fago. I don't. Well, believe, I don't you that. should have to give that album back. <laughs> <laughs> I've never painted my face like a juggalo, and Wait, I've never had a figure. Silly J is upset. It's Violent J. Violent J is upset. I wish there was a Silly J. <laughs> Shaggy Too Dope and Violent J, and I'm Silly J. <laughs> I'm silly silly J is from the Fun Clown Posse. I, I'm over here doing balloon animals. <laughs> yeah, there's like there's like a kids' bop version of Insane Clown Posse. You guys are talking about stabbing, and I'm thinking, guys, why don't we just use that knife to cut the cake? Bust this your party. teeth. <laughs> you know what I'm going to bust? This pinata. <laughs> Oh guys, what clowns do? Hey, let's t- let's <laughs> talk about some. <laughs> let's talk about some trailers. Trailer time. Trailer time. Trailer time. Trailer time with Ben Brand. Trailer time. Wasn't there complaints time. last time trailer from time Ben about ben like the trailer song being just like this? I, I was mean, trying. I was just trying to replicate what just, you guys always do. There's, I mean, there's not a lot of consistency onto what standards you're holding guys each other to when it comes to the songs anymore. But you're still trying, and the trailer song is typically that's what we m- care about. more simple than the game right. song. Yeah, at, that at least, was, that's at least what I was trying to do. At least, the, well, the, the game song when Ben does it is always simple. So, <laughs> you know, like Mary had a little lamb or something like that. That's what you're gonna get this time. Well, I didn't write a game, but still, I would have. Wow, he didn't write a game. No, did you? I almost wrote a game. No, but uh, <laughs> <I wish he laughs> did no, but no, no, but <laughs> no, but, I wasn't supposed to. Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's almost like the person that invited the guest on is supposed to write the game. We can still play a game, though. We can still play like the IMDb game or something like that. So you're such an. Ass. Last time Nate just had you guys like pick out your favorite movie from two different movies. I can do that. Yeah, because that's <laughs> I, not a game. I so, fucking like, told you. You want two that's movies? That's exactly what I said, and you guys started crying about it. It's No, Nate has a lot more thought put into it. No, no, I, I gave him credit before, oh, they were I, before all by, I qualified. They, they all had the same last name associated yeah. with them. Exactly. He put some work into it. There you go. I don't know why you're both shitting on Nate when he's not no, here to no, I'm himself. not shitting on Nate. Nate. I'm not. sorry, buddy. That just wasn't I a really game. I really am sorry. He's not listening to this. <laughs> he's on an Alabama vacation. He's not listening. All to this. right, we have two superhero trailers that we're going to talk about uh, on this podcast. Uh, one of them is a new trailer for a movie that we have uh, seen trailers previously before, and the other one is a brand spanking new trailer from which we hadn't seen anything. Uh, so let's start off by talking about the new trailer for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Actually, sorry, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse, where there are even more Spider-Men than before. And uh, what do you guys think of this trailer? 
I liked it. Xander's giving a thumbs up, so that's good. The kids are excited. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, the first trailer was really good. I don't know why they do this stuff. I don't need to see this trailer. I was... I'm, it's not well. It's not for you. I know, but I'm I'm all I'm all in. Like I I'm already in. I it's like I don't. It, nothing else was revealed in this trailer that got me any more excited than the very first one. I mean, I disagree with that. I was actually very fascinated by the Spider-Man uh, uh, twenty nine ninety nine twenty ninety nine. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Twenty ninety nine. Twenty ninety nine. Uh, who's voiced by Oscar Isaac? Because I was not expecting Spider-Man twenty ninety nine to be this intense or adverse to the presence of Miles Morales in the Spider Verse. Cool. Fuck you. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, Alex, what, you, let's have a real conversation <laughs> while Chuckle Fuck over there just sits and spreads butter on his tits. Well, first of all, I'm excited about uh, any time they introduce uh, a, a multiverse concept of one person who has like organized all of his multiverses into like a council or a committee mm-hmm. or a bunch of Spider-Men yeah. who hang out in a building together. A bunch of Spider-Men. I always, yeah, you know, Arthur Spider-Man and, uh, and, <laughs> an and his family. Yeah. Uh, and so like, that's always a great concept. Uh, it, it further reminds me of just how far we've come with concepts in general that like you can throw this at the wall and like, no, everybody's comfortable enough with multiverses and multiple dimensions and different, time periods of the same character that we can just do this now and we're just going to keep doing it everywhere we go it's gorgeous it looks really good uh i uh, the plot thickens yeah the plot thickens but i think they haven't really given much away about the plot like the basic gist is just that you know like uh you know gwen takes miles morales into like to see just how big the spider-verse really is and for whatever reason uh, Spider-Man 2099 wants like, to kill him. Well, not doesn't doesn't want to kill him, but just doesn't want him to be be part of it at all. Like there's like there's some reason that he's like doesn't want him involved or anything like that. And probably just like Doctor Strange, like we found out the biggest threat to the universe was Miles Morales. There, there's something there, like he like maybe he's gonna cause well, some kind of cataclysmic event or something like that. I ex- I I exist across a multiverse of comic book property information. So in in the Spider Verse films, has Miles Morales' dad not died yet? Did no. he not die? In no, the he's first not. One? No, he's still alive. Sorry, spoilers, I guess. Uh, but like Miles Morales' dad dies, the, his dad who's a cop. It's like a it's like the Ben, it's like the Uncle Ben situation yeah. for him. So I'm assuming that that's gonna happen, and that like that's 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 what spins the plot around here is that. Miles has access to the multiverse, so he could Try save his it. save his dad. A but it, but thing. yeah, it's just like a flashpoint thing. That is my one, I guess, kind of uh, negative aspect to that whole thing is that that does seem to be the only idea we have for the multiverse. Well, at least is, it's it's a prominent thread in the comics, you know. I mean, so you can't really slight the movie for. Well, I know, but I, I, I'm talking about uh, across the larger scope of of comic book properties now. Like, we're playing in the multiverse, both in the DC side and on the Marvel side now in a lot of different ways. Uh, But we are still kind of dealing with that, just this same kind of, like, well, what if you made a personal choice that, that, you know, caused the whole universe to be in danger? And, like, okay, but, like, every single time is that the motivation for why the multiverse is going to destroy us is because some kid made the decision a kid would make 
in this but situation to, when he has to make a decision. To be yeah. fair, though, that's something that I feel like is present even just outside of like the multiverse concept. Like, I mean, Sp- yeah. Spider-Man himself, it's always about the choice between how he lives his personal life and how he lives his life as Spider-Man. You know? oh, I'll give you that. But I'm excited for this film. It's gorgeous looking, and I, I mean, they, they hit it out of the park with the first one. Yeah, they, they were. Uh, there's there's a, sh- a shot in this thing that they was singled out in the trailer that uh, Chris Miller, who's one of the producers, um, along with Phil Lord, they're, they're a team. They've done 21 Jump Street in the Lego movie, and they produced the first Spider-Man as well. Uh, where um, Punk Spider-Man is like playing the guitar, and just like when he like strokes, like the way like the animation like skizzes out, and like there's it just it's, there's incredible amounts of layers and just like styles you haven't seen before, and it's just it's just this it's unbelievable. More like, like Styles Morales, you know what I'm saying? Oh boy. <sighs> anyway, I'm so excited to see this. I I yeah, cannot cause wait because it's Styles Morales. He did it twice. Yeah, he it thinks was, it was the first time I gave him a thumbs up. Now I'm gonna give him a middle finger. Wow. Yeah, just put that in your pipe and smoke it. It's a harsh crowd tonight. Why? Why are you so aggressive? Is it because Nate's not here? I think it's because you're sitting on the couch with your hand on your dick. <laughs> not, on my, <laughs> not on my dick. <laughs> just where my hands resting. Ah oh boy. Uh, so yeah, Spider Man in. Uh, you're not making fun of Lounge Boy over here. I didn't have a choice. This was the this was the <laughs> this was the mic I was told to use after the other mic didn't work. And this also, is the direction it points. Yeah, and he's not just like sitting there grabbing his crotch. I'm either. not grabbing my crotch. He's just laying there comfortably. It's like right. a sexualized Obi Wan Kenobi thing you got going on over there. You know, Nate, come back. Sexualized <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi is my first book title. <laughs> It's a, th- it's a it's a series th- of essays. <laughs> well, I'm currently writing gun gun bang bang run run. Uh, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse comes out June second, twenty twenty three. Should be a, a big summer flick. Speaking of big summer flicks, our other trailer was for Blue Beetle. It is another comic book movie. Two bug related comic book teen heroes. I think all of the Spider uh, Spider Men are based on bugs. Yeah, and then the oh. Blue Beetle is also a bug. And then Superman was inspired uh, by the a bug's su- life, a super bug, the super bug. No, no, yours didn't make sense, Ben. A kryptonite. That's uh, funny. Okay, kryptonite. <laughs> that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you didn't even loud. No, that was, that, that's funny. You re- you redeemed it. It was academic. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Blue Beetle is coming. This is based on a DC Comics character. Um, it was uh, put into development and shot before. James Gunn and Peter Safran took over the DC universe to kind of revamp uh, all the the movies and how they they connect here coming up in the future. So this uh, isn't necessarily explicitly connected uh, to any of the upcoming movies or the movies that came before it. But uh, it was too expensive great. to shit can. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know about that because initially it was intended to be uh, an HBO Max movie, but then they decided to make it a theatrical movie. So they've got confidence in it. Well, of course, as as this movie, but it doesn't tie in anything. So like they make it, they're releasing these movies, just, but it's like why? Well, it doesn't mean that you can't tie it into stuff. It just means that they didn't go out of their way to do it because they didn't necessarily want it to be. You know, even before the the DC takeover, you know, stuff happened, they didn't want to have be be beholden to the rest of the universe, you know, uh, which I'm I'm fine with. But and and honestly, to me, I think this looks cool. Oh, it does, no, I'm I'm not shitting on the movie. I just it's it's crazy what they're doing at DC. Like, oh, for sure. How they're trying to weave this stuff. It's like we're not going to release Batgirl, but we are going to release this. We're not going to have that. And who the hell knows what's going with that with the old Ezra Miller guy. Uh, holy crap, that's a whole nother thing. So, I don't know. It's, yeah, just, it's definitely a mess, and James Gunn is trying to clean it up as best he can. Uh, he actually tweeted when the trailer came out that he that the, the movie rules, apparently. So, he's he's a fan of it. And so, uh, this feels like a movie that would have come out in the late 90s. Yep. Uh, but I don't mind it. 
like there's there's something about it that is a- appealing. Like it, it just feels like it's kind of fun and it's like and an cool. original Transformers vibe. It's like uh, kind of like a, a an Iron Man with like uh, meets Kronos kind of vibe. Kind of like an original Transformers vibe. There, I mean, there is a little bit. I, I'll give you that. It does feel like a little bit of a Transformer. But uh, I like the family dynamic here. I, I like the comedy. Um, you know, for for me, I as somebody who has loves George Lopez, we, of course, with crazier beards. <laughs> who he does have a crazy beard in this one. Uh, but no, as somebody who comes from a Mexican family, it's cool to see you know to finally get a Mexican superhero like this. Especially since you know we're also getting Oscar Isaac as Spider Man twenty ninety nine, and like the the Mexican family dynamic here is seems like it's definitely front and center. The family is a big part of it, and it. But it's I th- I think it looks cool. What do you guys think? I no, I'm I'm on board. I saw the trailer. It was very engaging. Uh, there, it's hard these days to have a, a new superhero that you you are being you're introducing to uh, uh, you know the world, and he has either he or she has powers that you've never seen before or a suit that you've never seen before. Everything is slightly derivative these days because we've just seen so much. The way that this suit interacts with the human body that it's on. Is different than, and it's way different enough that I, I was like, "Oh God, this is!" Cra-. It really did shock me. It's a, a bit gnarly. Times. Yeah, it's cool, it's- but but not like Venom or something where it's taking over. It just seemed to be very visceral. It has, I liked it. It has a more of a even though there's obviously the superhero aspect to it. It feels like an old old school sci-fi adventure in that way, where the focus is kind of more on this weird thing, like that you know is giving this person you know strange abilities and that kind of thing rather than him coming to terms with the fact that like he's a superhero now you know i'm sure that will come into play but at least the vibe so far is that alex how about you uh well when the trailer started uh because i saw it in theaters because it's attached to dungeons and dragons and then i watched it again on uh my phone just to make sure that i wasn't watching a different trailer uh and when i watched the trailer in the theater which i don't know if you guys have seen the trailer in the theater uh, like watching it, I'm like, boy, this feels like a mini series. Like this, f- like I'm watching, like this feels like a mini series. Uh, and then like, so like hearing that it was supposed to be on HBO Max, like okay, that makes sense. But it definitely does have the vibe of, like, like what you said, like a late '90s teen found a mystic item in a backpack in the woods, yeah. And like, it definitely does give him powers, but like. He's gonna ha- dealing with that is the issue, not some larger sky laser that they're gonna have to blow up uh, in the future. I was uh, I was really shocked uh, just by the end of the trailer how interested I was because like I have passing knowledge of Blue Beetle, mm-hmm. uh, at least this iteration of him with like the weird alien scarab uh, thing, and like by the end of it, I'm like, okay, like this is. It felt like at the beginning, it felt like superhero fatigue. Like, oh great, a guy with a suit, and the suit does cool stuff. I don't care anymore. And DC always drops the the ball. So like, why would I get invested? And by the end of it, I'm like, well, now I'm invested. So I I I'm looking forward. Uh, I'm looking forward to to seeing it. And I hope that I hope that it doesn't have to carry water for any other DC property either either prior to James Gunn or post James Gunn. I hope Ezra Miller doesn't run through the middle of it and like I will be in this movie too and like runs past real fast. I don't know. Like, Actually, if that was the cameo is, then I would be fine with it. <laughs> I'm in this one too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I hope it. I hope it doesn't have to do any work for any other DC property. I yeah. really hope that any mar- any DC movie that gets made over the next five years 
doesn't have to do any work for any other DC movies. Like, just do some movies, I guess. He released... Just, hey, hey, DC, mm-hmm. just do some movies. Yeah. yeah, just do some movies. Just make a movie and stop ruining wor- worrying about other movies. Just do some movies. Yeah. Well, he released the schedule, the Gods and Monsters, like, plan, yeah. I guess. And it's covered in, like, non... I think attachable heroes are non like for the most part like guys you haven't seen a lot of. Good, great. Well, I mean, it's a mix. Uh, but, yeah, but like, but that is good because yeah, like, like <laughs> it's a mix. <laughs> well, yeah, like yeah, like there's still the Batman's he's, and like he's, you he's, know, make, he's making a Superman movie. So. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, I've never heard of that guy. <laughs> but uh, but and I and I don't know. Like I don't he, I don't need them to. I don't need another Superman movie. Just because we have the the IP, well, you can make a blue make a blue beetle movie. Make uh, Guy Gardner. They are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> do all these do all these crazy things with the Suicide Squad and with John Cena's Peacemaker and Polka Dot Man and whatever whatever crazy characters they're, from they're, the vault. Uh, they're probably just not gonna make uh, season two of the Peacemaker, just because he's no, so no, busy. Man. No, they are. He's. Are, are you sure? Yeah, they're still doing it. I'm so mad. I was so mad about that. No, they're still doing it. Okay, it's happening. Um, yeah, I mean. To some extent, I I agree with Superman. Though I, I'm always, I'm, I'm going to be interested until someone finally feels like they really get it right yeah. because they haven't gotten it right since Christopher the, Reeves. The Superman. original, yeah, yeah. And so, like you know, like Henry Cavill, uh, he was a fine Superman, but Zack Snyder did not give him enough to do to make a a, a great Superman. You know, in my opinion. Yeah, he was a really good actor for that role, but the, the Superman he was asked to play yeah, wasn't exactly. a very good. Superman. You know, and then obviously Superman Returns is just a carbon copy of Superman the movie with Brandon Routh, you know, and directed by Brian Singer. And the sooner we forget about it, the better. I, d- I forgot about that movie. I didn't even remember <laughs> it existed. But yeah, so like we just we need a a better contemporary superman i hope james gunn is the one to do it i, th- I think he can um but but yeah i well. forgot the name brandon routh wow i mean really just forgot he's i mean he's done better since i know I, I hope so i'm not trying to trash him at all but wow that was such a forgettable right movie yeah wow it really was a not a great superman if you would honestly right before you started talking if you would have said oh hey you know how they only made the movie with Christopher uh, Reeve that, and and Henry Cavill. Yeah, I would be like, yeah, no, yep, there's, there's right. been two. No other Superman. <laughs> Cal Penn is in Superman Returns. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> He's like, oh, you know what? Who I, is the Lex Luthor in Superman? Kevin Returns? Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't that the one about he's trying to make more land? Yeah. You know, well, yeah, he basically. He's, yeah, he's got like land that, that no one would rock. want. Okay, yeah. yeah. So let's just land like, that no one wants very quickly because I remember watching that in the theater and being like. What land developer is going to be like, you know what I want? I want craggy bullshit. I want to build mansions on craggy bullshit. Did you use space radiation? It was so fucking weird. Like, that's the plot of the movie. This is terrible. No one else is worried about having land where Superman can't be. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, it's it's not a selling point. Wait a minute. Superman can't come here to save us? I don't don't want this. uh, We're going to build the world's tallest buildings, by the way. It's going to have super sky structures. And when you fall out of one, Superman physically can't come save you, <laughs> even though because it's so tall, he would have plenty of time. <laughs> but it's okay. We've got Kevin Spacey. <laughs> and doing his best real estate mogul? Yeah. It's such a bummer that oh. Kevin Spacey turned out to be a piece of shit, because I do think he is actually good as Lex Luthor. Yeah. And before he was cast, that was he was who I wanted as Lex Luthor. So when they announced him, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And then now I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, just real upsetting. Yeah. But yeah, so those are the trailers, and uh, do you, should we play a, a round of Last Man Stanton? Sure, maybe? We, we, to, have, uh, we haven't done that in quite a while. We haven't done that in a while. Who 
Alex, do you want to pick somebody for us to play Last Man Stanton with? Uh, sure. I will pick. Uh, you know what? Let's let's do Bruce Willis because uh, oh okay because yeah. like in honor of uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah, I'm sure as everyone has probably heard, Bruce Willis unfortunately has been diagnosed with aphasia uh, and definitely having some issues with his memory, and he's uh, seems to be retired now. Well, they've they've updated it to like kind of full blown dementia now. Well, that's I mean that's basically what aphasia is, but not really. No, there's two different diagnoses. Is there? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Doctor Conway. Dementia is worse. Aphasia is yeah. bad, of course, but full blown dementia is, is pretty bad. Fair enough. Is that the technical term? Full blown dementia. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You've got full blown dementia. <laughs> what is it? Full blown AIDS? What is that from? That's from a Family Guy thing. Probably. Or yeah. They do a lot of AIDS yeah. jokes. Yeah. It's weird. All uh, right. <laughs> Bruce Willis. Alex, since you picked, we'll let you start. Okay. I'll say Die Hard. Good. And uh, I'll say Die Hard with a Vengeance. I'll say Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, Hudson Hawk. All right. Uh, live free or die hard? It's a good day to die hard. Ooh. I'm going to give it to you because you did say the full title, but it's just a good day to die hard. Oh, no, I'm out then. No, no, I'm fine with it. Yeah, you put that article could yeah. that article could have fit in the sentence. It could have, but that's not the title of the movie. But you, you, what, you get it because you still said the full title. I'm fine with it. Oh, like tacking on an additional word? Right. I at least said exactly. the entire thing. Okay. Exactly. All, right, yeah. all right, all right, all right. Yeah, no, I think That's you're good. good. That's fair. I'll, yeah. I'll, take, I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Death Becomes Her. Okay. The Last Boy Scout. Uh, North. <laughs> As a kid, I loved North. It's a bad movie. It's really bad. But I, but it's I, famously bad. Yeah, but I loved it because I recognized so many people in it, and it was, <laughs> it was just so much fun for me to watch. Uh, uh, Tears from the Sun. Mm-hmm. It's true. The Kid. Death Wish. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in the remake of that. Wow. Forgot yeah. about that shit. Brandon Routh did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Expendables 2. Oof. Gonna have to, I'm going to look up The Expendables 2. Yeah, well, I'll do it since so, I said it. It's either don't type in Bruce Willis. Just type in Expendables two. Yeah, I think he is in Expendables two instead of the first one. Yeah, because he plays Mr. Church. Yeah, because I think it's the second one because the second one is the one that they got Schwarzenegger in, and he I think he that he they appeared, meet in they, yeah, yeah. They, yeah the appear in that scene yeah. together. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure too. Here. Yeah, he is. I'm looking at the all right. He is perfect. Uh, Sixteen blocks. That's a good movie. Most Def was really good in that. It's true. Uh, cop out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to pick movies from his when he had hair days. It's a limited window. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but he made a lot of movies. He has made a ton of movies. Um, nope. Try one of his action movies. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, Mercury Rising. Yeah, good one. There you go. There you go. Uh, Hearts War. The Jackal. Nice. I love that movie. Uh, I can't remember. Two Days in Venice? That's not what it's called. I think it's Three Days in Venice. Yeah. That's the one with uh, him and John Goodman? Yeah. Where he's just came out like a few years ago? Yeah, where he's the private investigator. Feel free to look it up if you want to double check. I don't believe that's the title. It's not. I'm out. I think uh, Once Upon a Time in Venice. That's That's what what it is. is. Yep. 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 All right, I'm out. Pulp Fiction? Once Upon a Time in Venice. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't believe you didn't steal I it. Didn't, it's right there. I wasn't even thinking about it. Um, bonfire of the Vanities. Yeah. Look who's talking. Look who's talking too. I don't think he's in the third one, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> that was about dogs. It is about dogs. And the kids would be too old. They'd be voicing themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Color of Night. Mm-hmm. Fucking cool if they didn't, though. Ocean's 12. Well, now we're getting a cameo territory. <laughs> There's so many Bruce Willis movies. Yeah. There are so many. Did you say Hudson Hawk? I did. He did. Gotcha. Um, red. Surrogates. Wow. Mm. That's a deep cut. Moonrise Kingdom. The Sixth Sense. Unbreakable. <laughs> yeah. Walked right into that one. Uh, <laughs> um, gosh, what are some of the... Unfortunately, bad movies he did in recent years. The problem is yeah, that those that titles are super generic. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> I'm gonna when I'm out, which is pretty soon. I'm just gonna say things like Galaxy Force and just guess. <laughs> it might be one of them. You were really close. <laughs> Armageddon. It's a good one, Brad. <laughs> it's a pretty big one. Uh, the whole nine yards. The whole. Ten yards. Yeah, I was, I was like, damn it. Is he going to remember that? So I'm like, it's going to be right back on yeah. me if he does this, but fuck it. I don't have much left. I was really hoping that you were going to not remember that. Um, oof, let's save that one. Save that one? Yeah, because I'm not. I'm like 90% sure he's in oh, it. Oh, so I I'm see. Like, That's, that'll, be the, that'll be the guess. I see, I see. Um getting hard out here for a pimp. Bruce Willis was in a little movie called So you're not helping. Chick chickadoo, chick chickory, chick chickaroo, chick chickory. He's doing uh deep cuts off of the life of Bruno, uh Bruce Willis's yep. uh blues yeah. album. <laughs> His blues slash scat album. Scat album. Skip bop, zip it about. Skip it about, bop, bop, bop. Die hard. It's a good day to die hard. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Moonlighting was a TV show, not a movie. <laughs> <sighs> Over the hedge. That's one that I had in my back pocket, and I, I that's that's I wasn't I was like right there. I was like I'm pretty sure he's the lead in that movie. Uh, Charlie's Angels full throttle. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Yikes. He plays the president. <laughs> uh, the fifth element. Fuck! What are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> That's the one that made me say there's so many in when I looked at my phone. Oh, my gosh. Bruce Willis. You know, I think Bruce Willis, one of his recent crappy movies, uh, is also with another one who has been relegated to crappy movies. And I'm going to go on a limb and say it's called Paradise City. With John Travolta. It is called Paradise City with John Travolta. That wow. is correct. Nicely done. John Travolta sporting his bald and bearded villain look in this movie. Wow. Just got off of the Pelham 1, 2, 3. <laughs> and the, um, the From Paris with Love. Yeah. Ooh, I just got on a movie with Bruce Willis. Uh, At least I think I do. Yeah, I got it. He was in a whole series we don't even know about. Don't give him your hints. This is not a hint. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, man. Come on, Benny boy. No, I think I might. I'm, I think I'm going to. Well, this is incredibly boring for the listeners. So I think I'm just going to Is it, though? It. it is pretty. I think they're getting pretty excited. <laughs> I don't think is so. Is he going to name another Bruce Willis movie or not? <laughs> See, that's the whole excitement oh of it. Who God. knows? Uh, Will he have another one? Will one come out of the woodwork? The Quick and the Dead. I don't think he's in that. I don't think so, but I thought I'd throw it out there. Uh, but I do think that he is in G.I. Joe Retaliation. Oh, he absolutely is. He most assuredly is. Yeah. Uh, and that's it for me. Yeah, I think that the uh, the biggest one that we mi- that we missed is, was probably Looper. Ah, and go, Looper, yeah. Twelve Monkeys, and Sin City. Twelve Monkeys, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. City represents. And I, strangely enough, uh, you said Red, but then no one said Red. So too. I couldn't remember I, if he yeah, was. In red. I couldn't either. I wasn't sure. He it was, was a whole ten yard situation. He was the star of both Red I and mean, Red Two. I thought he was, but I again, I was like, ah, I don't know. But here's some here's some Bruce Willis classics that. You might not be who aware the, of yeah, who, who the last one's uh, in the last four years. So first of all, he apparently has taken the role of Detective Knight. Yeah, uh, uh, many times. Uh, Detective Knight Rogue, Detective Knight Independence, <laughs> Detective Knight Daybreak, which I'm a sh- Detective Knight Redemption. Uh, then we got Cosmic Sin, which was Cosmic awful close to Sin. Galaxy Blast wow. or whatever you said. <laughs> Galaxy Blast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, strangely, Midnight at the Switchgrass. Okay. Uh, he's a cop in all of these, of just oh, in no. case you were concerned. Ten well, Minutes Gone. There is one that I have seen. Michael Chiklis. Uh, the, the, there is a space-themed one that I have seen. Which one is it? It's You haven't named it. Oh, Is it White Elephant? Nope. Uh, he also is in the first Expendables. Oh. Vendetta? Ooh, maybe it's Vendetta. I don't know. Last Man Standing was one from when That's I was older. That's it. But, Last yeah. Man Standing. Yeah. Ah, that's funny. Like the, what the game is. Damn game. it. No, no, <laughs> but like that's the Western. Yeah, but that's I funny. was thinking the Quick of the Dead, like I'm an idiot into so the Last Man Standing. Oh, my God. Planet Terror. Oh, that really pisses me mm-hmm. off. Lucky number 11. Lucky number oh, 11. There you go. Yeah. Alpha Dog. Hostage. 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 Which Rugrats is, go I, wild. I can, think, I can only think of The Negotiator. Yeah. And no. I was trying to, th- like, I know he's like his own. No, so Hostage, I, I get confused with Ransom. Yeah, okay. Give me back my money. Mm-hmm. Ransom or is whatever. good. That's how you remember. Ransom is a good movie. Yeah, yeah, I isn't bad. He's trapped in the house with the with the people. Is he, he a hostage? He is the hostage. Oh, well, that makes it way better. But yeah. he's going to get out. I don't believe it. Yeah, spoiler alert. I think Brian Dennehy's in that. You know, the, uh, what What do you think, Brad? Yes. What do you think is, and we're at an hour eight, so we can oh, that's fine. We're good. cut this if you want. No. What, uh, what, do you, what do you think Bruce Willis' most underrated film role is? And why is it The Jackal? <laughs> I, love, uh, I loved him in the Jackal. That's a good question. Um, I mean, that's a pretty good one. I'm not sure if there's any other one that I would pick other than that. I do, I do think. I mean, it's just a cameo, but his cameo in Ocean's Twelve is great. Uh, he he plays himself, but he's just he's very very funny. Like just just the delivery of when um when Carl Reiner. It comes up to him and he's doing the doctor accent and everything like that, and he's like reprimanding him. He just goes, "I'm Bruce Willis." And it's just, it's just like, <laughs> like, like just, just a hint of cockiness, right. but also just like, hey, just, just so you know. Right. Yeah, I, he's great. Yeah, uh, but I do think that there's a special place in my heart for a good day to die hard, because uh, he's he's on vacation in that one. Is that the mm-hmm. one with Timothy Oliphant? No, no, that's uh, Live for Your Die Hard, and the, yeah. which is a good movie. Not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, no, it's pretty, uh, no, pretty good. No, it's not not bad. It's good. I don't know if I would say it's good. It's because, good. No, it's it's, it's, it's fine. my my problem with it is that it's, it's not great. 
it's good. But yeah, okay, okay. It's because it doesn't feel much like a Die Hard movie, it, 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 and that's fair. Yeah, but there's still it's throwing John McClane into technology, which of course he doesn't get. To, yeah, you know, understand. But that's I think I, I liked it enough. I think my the same problem I have with Live Free or Die Hard are roughly the same problems that I had with Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, where both for, fourth installments, and even though both Harrison Ford and Bruce Willis stay true to the char- the characters they're playing, the movie around them doesn't feel like it fits in. They got a real their, Shia LaBeouf, their, Justin their, Long situation going on. Their franchise, and while I and, and in both movies, I appreciate, like you said, them putting John McClane into an arena where he doesn't understand this technology shit. He's just a you know this regular kind of you know cop, and Indiana Jones. Is somebody who doesn't buy in, you know, to like the sci-fi alien stuff, which kind of is makes it like the perfect thing to like test, you know, his, you know, his perspective on things. But it just doesn't work very yeah, well. That's right. So that I will a hundred percent watch, uh, live for your die hard over Kingdom of the Crystal. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, second yeah. So. twice on Sunday. Except for live for your die hard does not have a scene with uh, swinging with monkeys through the jungle, which, which is uh, to its detriment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Alex, thanks for being here and sitting in while uh, Nate is off selling drugs in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> That's the narrative I've been pushing. Yeah, we so I've he's told been, everybody he's been pushing drugs. Uh, we appreciate it. If you like this podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you uh, get your podcast goods and groceries. Um, please like our page on Facebook. Check out our, our website. Website. Tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, Xander go, says bye. Go flixyourselfpod.com for yeah. all previous episodes. That's that's where it's at. And uh, we always just like hearing from you about the, the movies you're watching and things you like. And uh, if there's anything maybe you want us to watch, especially Ben. Ben's looking for musicals. I'm not. Big, long musicals. <sighs> Alex, uh, you got any, any PSAs, any, anything that you want to say? Any, uh, any sponsors? Uh, everybody just keep being nicer to each other. We're doing better, and let's just keep doing it. All right. Oh, and uh, no chewy M and M's. Thank you, Xander. Yeah, keep, see, keep, keep the, the kid gets it. Cr- crunchy, keep crispy. Keep the M and M's crunchy and/or crispy. <laughs> to be fair, these M and M's still have a crunch to them, but they just have a chewier center. I'll give you a crunch. I wish you would. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> nah, cheating, eh?